Welcome back, everyone, to Shrimp on Deck. Roger Hoover now joined by Jumbo Shrimp Pitcher, who last night rejoined the starting rotation for a start, Colton Mahoney, as we get ready for tonight's game in Birmingham. Uh, first of all, Colton, just uh, six perfect innings out of you yesterday to start the game. How are you feeling on the mound? I was feeling really good. Everything was working, and I was able to throw the ball anywhere I wanted to yesterday with all my pitches. So the command was good, and they were very aggressive, so I used that to my strength as well. And also for you, you get the news, uh, first of all, that Jordan Yamamoto is going to the big leagues. I'm sure everyone was excited for that news, one that happened on the bus. Then was your next thought, oh, am I going to be the spot starter? Well, I was really happy for it. I wasn't actually on the bus when Jordan got the call. Um, I was off the bus talking to a friend, and I heard everybody clapping. And then when Smoke came off the bus, our manager, he told me, he's like, hey, how do you sleep on the bus? And I was like, oh, I sleep pretty good because it was a late night trip. And he's like, well, you're starting tomorrow, so get ready. And I was like, okay, here we go. I was like, did someone get called up to AAA? And he's like, no. And I was like, oh, well, who moved? And he's like, Yamamoto's going to the big leagues. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. That's awesome, man. I was really happy for him. Yeah, no doubt. Happy for him. And then you get back to something you're used to doing, whether it's in the Yankees system or the Marlins system, that's being a starting pitcher. Did you have the same routine yesterday before the ball game that you normally do? I did. I try to keep it as like a bullpen routine almost just because I didn't I didn't know how many innings I could go or would go. I knew that I didn't have all the pitches in the world because I haven't been built up as a starter this year. And so I knew I was just going to try to do everything I could to to throw as less least amount of pitches in the bullpen and warming up as I could. So I treated it as a, a really shortened bullpen. I even uh, had this story where. Um, when I was warming up in the bullpen, I had about 15 minutes, and Pappy told me I had that much time left, and I was like, oh, it's way too early. So I stopped throwing, and I was like, I'm going to need to sit down for about seven minutes. So I sat down, and I got on the mound probably five minutes before the anthem started and threw 10 to 15 pitches and got off the mound and treated it like a bullpen appearance. And you mentioned the Barons early on, especially like first time through the order, they were being pretty aggressive, swinging early. But has there been anything different for you lately that you're doing on the mound? So I was. I've been talking to Pappy a lot about uh, just getting my sinker back to being a true sinker. Um, it was just starting to run away from me a little bit more than I wanted it to, other than sink. And so we, we changed a little bit of my arm slot, getting back to where I was at the beginning of the season. Um, where the ball was really diving down and away from hitters. And we also talked about a few other things, just kind of working the ball in and out and, and uh, back and forth, um, throwing the change up and the sinker at different speeds. And uh, he showed me videos of Roy Halladay, actually, someone that he's worked with in the past that um, that's obviously a really great pitcher in the Hall of Fame. And we watched probably 25 minutes of Roy Halladay pitching, and I felt like Roy Halladay last night as I talked to and pitched with Pappy because just because of the command and the movement I had on the ball and I was just changing speeds on them and they were swinging early and also getting those strikeouts and I told Pappy that after the game which was really neat so I mean those things were all working for me and Pappy really helped me a lot to really get back on track in that respect. If we looked at videos side by side pretty similar mechanics between you and Halliday right now? Probably not similar mechanics but similar arm slots I would say so more so just like the arm slots and he had a sinker as well and he had a four seam and the change up he had a obviously a much better curveball because I don't even throw a curveball um, so he was uh, obviously in the Hall of Fame as well so he is an idol of mine I've always admired him and looked up to Roy Halladay because of the stuff he had and I knew I had similar similar sinkers and slider things that he does so I, it was always cool to see that and then have someone that's actually worked with him and helped him to get to where he was coach me and teach me those same things. 
Of course, when we talk to a lot of people who have gone through something similar, a situation where they haven't allowed a base runner, haven't allowed a hit just yet, uh, the pitchers, that's happening to them for the first time. But you have a pretty long history with no-hitters, as it turns out. High school, college, uh, what can you tell us, first of all, about those two different experiences? So this was definitely similar. Those feelings of those no-hitters, they never leave you, and especially in college because out at such a high level. And this was really special to me for that reason exactly because I've been there before and I didn't want to come out of the game either in the sixth inning when, when Smoke tried to take me out of the game. And those experiences and those feelings of those later innings, they really don't leave you. And because guys stop talking to you and they just start giving you high fives because they don't want to jinx it. And so everybody's up on the bench and you're really the only one sitting back on the dugout and everybody is not talking to you, not looking at you. They give you a high five and a pat on the butt and say good job. And that's about it. So that came back to you last night. And so that came back to me last night, and that exact thing happened. Everybody just started in that probably like the fourth inning, fifth inning starts to come around, and people really stop talking to you, and they just start giving you the high fives. And, and you know, and I try not to look, I try not to jinx myself by looking at the scoreboard. So, you know, I'm not trying to stay out of view of the scoreboard, not looking at the count. I know when I'm on the mound, too. I'm not, like, I'm just, I'm, I'm just very aware of the counts because I know if I look at the scoreboard, I feel like I'm going to jinx myself. And then you get through the bottom of the sixth inning and come back to the dugout. Just what was the exchange when you finally knew you were being taken out of the game? So I saw Smoke and Pappy talking, and I knew that something was up, and I knew my pitch count was going. I knew it was six innings, too, and they were probably debating on what to do with me as well. And so what I did is I walked past them, and I started giving people high fives, and I just kept walking towards the other end of the dugout because I knew he was coming, and I knew Smoke was following me too. He followed me out. And then everybody on my team, that some of my teammates were like, hey, turn around. Like, is there someone behind you? I was like, I know who's behind me. I don't want to talk to him right now. I know what he's going to do. And he turns around, and his hand is out, like the handshake to say, good game, you're out. And I just stared at his hand for a second, and I just shook my head and went, mm-mm, and just said no. And he's like, you got to shake my hand. <laughs> and that's how I got taken out of the game. So, again, you go six perfect innings. At that point, still a scoreless ball game. Brett Graves comes in, works a perfect seventh inning as well. Uh, did you stay in the dugout for the seventh, the eighth, and the ninth uh, all throughout? I did, absolutely. So, I mean, I, was, I, I had all faith that Brett Graves could carry this no-hitter perfect game into the ninth inning. And, I mean, we just needed that one run, too. And um, I, I had all faith that he was going to come in and do it. And he did it in the seventh inning. In the eighth inning, he walked that guy, but that wasn't a problem. You know, no hitter still intact. And then he gives up a little um, base hit up the middle. So that was tough. But, I mean, I stayed through it, and I'm riding that one out to the end for sure. Yeah, I'm sure that's just a different emotion even than knowing your own personal and what you control on the mound. Watching it out of your hands, I'm sure, is also difficult. Yeah, it's very different. So, I mean, that feeling of, like, you can't talk to anybody. Now you're that person that can't talk to anybody. So now you're the one just giving a high five and not saying anything to Brett or the next pitcher that's coming in. Well, now for you, uh, we're getting ready to wrap up the first half. So we have the all-star break coming up. It's probably not going to pitch again in this series. But uh, just what are you hoping uh, the next time you're out on the mound? Would you like to stay in the rotation, bullpen, or just wherever your number's called? Uh, Usually whatever my number's called. You know, I don't mind staying in the bullpen or the rotation, either one. I mean, whatever they need is that's where I'm going to be. So we'll just see what happens, and we'll just carry on from here and just keep doing what I'm doing. Well, Colton, last night was pretty special watching you here in Birmingham, the six perfect innings to begin the ball game. Just best of luck moving forward. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Roger. Appreciate it. That's Colton Mahoney. Back with more in a moment. You're listening to Shrimp on Deck on the Jumbo Shrimp Network, presented by Community First.